Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. One of the rites of passage in fantasy football is always hard knocks. And coming up this hour, we'll talk about the NFL's choice to put the Oakland Raiders on hard knocks in the very limited fantasy football discussion that we have in the second hour of the show. In addition to that, I'll tell you why Zach Gallen is not starting tonight and Jordan Yamamoto is. We'll also check in with... Mike Gianella from Baseball Prospectus. Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY Radio starts now. I'd like to talk a little bit about sports. Fantasy Sports Today. Well hit down the left You feel bad when you draft a player. He doesn't have a good year for you in any fantasy sport. And then the next year he goes off. Like, I've heard people try and take credit for that, saying that, oh, I was just a year early, but I knew the skills were there. Uh, no. In a redraft league, you lose. And I lose on Cattell Marte. Man, what a great year he is having. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you. And good to be with you on Wednesday, as always. This is hour number two of the show if you're listening live. If you're listening on demand, hopefully you enjoyed the first hour of the program. And and by the way, for those of you who are listening and you have suggestions or comments or things that you want me to discuss, all you got to do is let me know one of two ways, at Craig Mish on Twitter. You can also call the show at 844-843-6879. That's a good way to get me here on any of the segments that we do. Lots of fantasy baseball discussion throughout the month of June, throughout the month of July. And then, of course, as we get into August and September, we'll start kicking around some fantasy football discussion. Tomorrow on the show, we will have Brad Ziegler. He will be with us in the first hour of the program. And also, I can tell you that uh, for the first time here on Fantasy Sports Today... Uh, officially can announce that we are going to have a general manager of Major League Baseball on the show tomorrow. And making his debut on the show will be Baltimore Orioles general manager Mike Elias. So excited for him to come on the show, as I told you and promised you. We will have players, GMs, and all kinds of people in the game of baseball on the program. I believe uh, Andre Dawson is coming on next week, Mike Cameron, I, you know, I, we, we got to get our feet wet here a little bit, make sure we get uh, things going in the exact direction that we want, uh, Chris and I. And then once we get that going, that's kind of when we'll start breaking out all the fun stuff that we're going to do in uh, in daily season long leagues and just basically talking fantasy baseball. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and give some early results here, Chris. We're going to we're going to open up, by the way, this uh, voting, I think, for 15 more minutes because it's really close. So we'll do our You Make the Call at uh, 1.15 Eastern, and we'll do the results. But right now, Chris, it's very close. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but but uh, your song is right there in the running. This is the closest that a Bavona topic has ever come to getting on the air here. 
looks like just a few votes could put you over the top. I haven't voted yet, so let's see what happens now. All right, so here you go. So Chris Pavone is going to vote again. Vote on Twitter right now at FNTSY Radio at Craig Mish. You make the call. Which topic do we talk about at 115 Eastern today? Replacing Corey Seager, comeback player of the year in baseball, or Chris's uh, production of My Bavona? One of those three things. You guys get ready for that. That's coming up pretty soon. Uh, talked about in the open real quick, and I did want to spend just a two or three minute, if you don't mind, on fantasy football. Indulge me just for two or three minutes, and I'll get right back to baseball, I promise. But one of the things that we... at least I feel like we tend to do based on our fantasy football drafts is for some reason we get so caught up in what happens on hard knocks. And and by the way, why why don't all 30 teams do hard knocks? You know, like even though, even though one production of HBO does it better than everybody else, I don't understand why the 29 or whatever other teams wouldn't on their own website do something similar based on the popularity of this show. When they announce the team that's on, there's, like, an immediate rush toward, oh, it's going to be great, and look at the personalities. Like, last year with the Browns, this year it's the Raiders and Gruden and everything that's going to be going on there. People get excited for that. And then in fantasy football, there's always that player or two that you see so much on the show that you think is going to have, like, a monster (laughs) fantasy year. Like, never happens. I don't want to say that it's a curse, for fantasy, I don't believe that is the case. But just don't overvalue things on TV. Remember, the way that they make that show is to cause as much drama, and it is so well produced in terms of the content that it, it, it's like watching reality TV like The Bachelor or like The Kardashians. It, it's kind of created, it's created comedy. It's created drama. Another show like that that's on that my wife watches all the time. I cannot stand it. Chris, I don't know if you've ever seen this one. Uh, the Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my gosh. Like, like like that one and the housewives of the different areas. Like, I, I don't even – there's no room on my DVR. Literally, if you go to my DVR, turn it on, and look at what percentage of room we have, it's always zero. It's because every single one of those shows is being recorded. So what does that have to do with fantasy? It, remember, don't get too caught up in it. But it will be interesting John Gruden, Antonio Brown, the Raiders should be a lot of fun. That'll start in August. I always look that's kind of when that show comes on, by the way, is kind of when I start focusing more on fantasy football. That that's kind of it. So for this show and for your information, basically if you want fantasy football content on this channel, you'll get it twenty four seven. If you want it on my show, you'll get it sometime late July or August. I'm rolling fantasy baseball for now. Uh, okay, another uh, piece of information that I want to bring along to you is the starter for the Miami Marlins tonight. I know a lot of you lean on me for fantasy information there. Miami has called up double-A pitcher Jordan Yamamoto, one of the pitchers in the trade for Christian Yelich. Now remember, he's on the 40-man roster, so they're paying him as such already, and they are not on their young pitcher Zach Gallen, who's arguably been the best pitcher in the minor leagues. Now, with the Super 2 date coming here very soon, my guess is Miami will end up calling Gallon up and adding him to the 40-man. But simply put, they needed a starter for today. Gallon pitched two days ago. Yamamoto did not. And that's the reason why he is in the big leagues. But I think that's going to change very soon. 
Coming up next, it's You Make the Call. We'll talk about what you guys want to talk about. That's next on Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy. Adam Ronis was debating between Jordan Thomas, Ian Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Muhammad Sanu, and Benny Snell. What did you end up taking, Ronis? I ended up going Ian Thomas, and I know he's the backup right now. To Greg Olson, but Olson's getting older. He's had these injuries. I'm just not sure if he could stay healthy. Ian Thomas was really impressive. Was one of the better tight ends down the stretch of the season. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 All right, welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you. Mike Gianella will join us in about 15 minutes from now. We have our You Make the Call segment always, every day, right around this time, give you the opportunity to vote on what you want heard here on the show. We give you three choices. You pick one. If you've ever been to a Billy Joel concert over the last five years, this is kind of how he does it. He gives you choices, and then based on the way the crowd cheers, he plays the song. And so that's where I came up with this idea for that. Probably somebody else does it, I'm sure, on their radio show in the country, but I don't know if that's the way they got it. It was from him. So uh, you make the call. Let's, uh, Let's take a look at the voting today. Let me pull it up here on my social media app. Oh, boy, we have a tight one today. Okay. So what is our next topic at 1.15 Eastern? Here are the choices. Choice one, replacing Corey Seager, got 26% of the vote. Comeback player of the year in Major League Baseball, 
got 37% of the vote. And my Bavona, Chris's song, his big production on the show today, got 37% of the vote. That's a tie. We're tied. So, so what do we do here? Craig? Oh, I, another vote came in here, I see. Another vote came in. That's not what I – yep. Okay. So so now it's 30 – so how do we determine the winner here? So 39% oh, – okay, so that's it. 39% voted for Comeback Player of the Year. 33% voted for My Bavona. 28% on Corey Seager, huh? So that's it, right? So the winner is the Comeback Player of the Year. I'm sorry, Chris. I really am. We, we, we have to play that song at some point, though. Maybe tomorrow? Could we schedule it for tomorrow? Maybe? Hey, man, it's permanent now. We have it. We can play it whenever you want, brother. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I really want to want to. You put a lot of time into that. So. And no one knows what we're talking about, by the way, which is even makes it worse <laughs> on radio. We're just talking about things that nobody has a clue about. So, okay. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Maybe we'll still do it today. Who knows? Let's talk about who the comeback player of the year is in Major League Baseball. No one even guessed. You guys are sad. Come on. The comeback player of the year in all of Major League Baseball, and it's not very close, is Hunter Pence of the Texas Rangers. Who in the world could have thought that this was the kind of season that this guy was going to have? Did you see what his numbers were last year with the Giants? Hunter Pence last year batted 226 with a 258 OBP. 258 is either at the bottom or as like maybe Chris Davis of the Orioles is the only one worse than that. I, I mean, if you have an OBP under 300, that's bad. If you have an OBP under like 260, that is just horrendous. 59 strikeouts in 235 at-bats. I know that he was working on his swing and he was working with different people. Hunter Pence played from the uh, from 2012 through 2018 with the Giants. Pence's career high for home runs, his second and third year in the league, he hit 25 with Houston. And then in 2013 with the Giants, I believe that was uh, one of their World Series years. I'll have to go back. Oh, no, no, that was one of them. 27 home runs for Hunter Pence and 22 steals. He was a great fantasy player for a number of years. But over the last couple of years, he's completely fallen off. Four home runs, 24 runs driven in, 1367. 1357940. He has not been fantasy relevant as a performer since 2014. Why do I bring this all up? Has anybody stopped to look at the season that this guy is having? Now, do I think that this is sustainable? No. But he's got 14 bombs. He's driven in 43. 14 home runs, 43 runs driven in. 284 batting average, 345 on base. Hunter Pence hasn't had an on-base percentage of 345 since 2011? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where this is coming from. This, These are the kind of questions that you can only get from covering the team or really getting a direct quote or information from the player. Because no one in the world could have ever projected that he would have had this kind of season. And let's be honest, even if he falls apart in the second half of the season, he's played 51 games, 
let's say he he, he has 14 home runs now. Let's say he only hits 10 the rest of the way. Let's say instead of 43 runs driven in, he drives in 35. Still 24 home runs and 75 runs driven in with an OBP above 300. A waiver wire pickup in most leagues, I, I can't even imagine the value that he must have for you in American League only leagues. It's just incredible. So he has had the kind of year that not only has put him on the map in terms of uh, reality, but in terms of fantasy, I think that he has been off the waiver wire, maybe one of the best additions of, of anybody, you know, really in, in baseball. And maybe that's why Texas is so good. We're going to talk about them coming up in about 15 minutes from now. I want to dive into uh, so far how they've uh, been doing. Let me give you some uh, quick updates. What's going on around the league today? We got Cincinnati and Cleveland playing against each other in Cleveland and the Reds, believe it or not, already with two home runs, Joey Votto and Nick Senzel, both homered uh, off the uh, off Plezak, the young uh, rookie, Dan Plezak's son. And so Cincinnati in the top of the first leads that game two to nothing. Oakland leads Tampa Bay one to nothing. Chris Davis has two hits. Loriano has a hit and a run driven in. Robbie Grossman with a hit. Marcus Simeon as well for Tampa. They have four hits, and they're all from two players, Yandy Diaz and Tommy Pham. So a low-scoring game, at least early on at Tropicana Field between Oakland and Tampa Bay. By the way, we talked with Gray Albright a little while ago about Austin Meadows and Meadows was drafted in virtually every fantasy league. So let's not sit here and pretend that that he would be the fantasy MVP because of the year that he's having. And remember, he's slowed down over the last week or so. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But the pace for Meadows right now is a 20-20 season. 20 home runs, 20 steals. Why did the Pirates just cut bait on this kid? I don't get it. It's so strange to me that, that a Major League Baseball team would cultivate develop a player, have him as your top prospect. The Pirates drafted him in the first round in 2013. Keep him in the keep him in the minors, call him up, does pretty well. Maybe sees that he's blocked by the outfielders they had there. I don't know. Maybe it's defensive reasons, don't know. And I get it. You have Polanco, you have Marte, you have Corey Dickerson and now you have Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, they've got some players there for sure. But that trade in reality may end up being one of the worst trades in baseball that we've seen in a long time. Now, we don't know if Tyler Glass now is going to be healthy, and we don't know if he's going to come back. But, man, just uh, a real, a really questionable trade, I think, at this point as it pertains to Tampa and, and Pittsburgh. And, and what do they do with Chris Archer? I, I really have no idea. Uh, let me give you a couple of other updates. Jordan Romano who has been more or less a journeyman-type pitcher, is being called up by the Toronto Blue Jays. So he will be in middle relief or maybe even the start. Who knows? The Blue Jays are now 20 games under 500. They have Edwin Jackson on the mound tonight. For those of you who play DFS or any kind of wagering or anything that you do, it is fade Blue Jays all day, all night. That's kind of the way it happens. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who covers the Texas Rangers on Twitter, says that Drew Smiley is out of the rotation. 8.40 ERA. Smiley, most people thought that John Daniels, the president of baseball operations, made a great trade, or excuse me, made a great signing 
by getting Drew Smiley and kind of waiting for him to get healthy. That has not been the case, man. A huge disappointment he has been for sure. So he'll pitch out of the bullpen, although the good news for the Rangers is they've had enough pitching to this point to kind of get through. So not a huge surprise, I don't think, there. But what happens when pitchers start getting taken out is you have less fadeable commodities in DFS, and Smiley was definitely one of those guys. Coming up next, let's talk about the industry or the community of fantasy baseball. We'll have Mike Gianella from Baseball Prospectus. He's going to join us next. And then I'm going to dive more into the Texas Rangers at about 1.40 Eastern, or if you're listening on demand, about 20 minutes from now, and just see how they're, how they're off to this 36-30 and 30 start, one of the biggest surprises in the American League, and what we could expect from them moving forward. Is this a team to start adding players on in your season-long league in DFS? Is this a team that you want to ride some of the offensive players outside of Hunter Pence? we got plenty to go here on the show before we turn it over to full-time fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. My name is Craig Mish. This is Fantasy Sports Today. And we'll talk to Mike Gianella next. Don't go away. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Brain dance! 
Make it rain. Congrats to HBO. Now, they may have screwed up Game of Thrones, but they didn't mess this one up. We are looking at a summer filled of Chucky and the Nightmare Team. Antonio Brown, uh, Vontez Perfect, Richie Incognito. Is this not must-watch summer television now that it's the Raiders? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be very intrigued, mostly to see the uh, Antonio Brown, Derek Carr bond. I can't wait. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you. And good to be with you here as it's uh, midweek time. And always a good time to catch up on baseball prospectus. And really one of the smartest guys in this industry, always puts together really good columns, is Mike Gianella from BaseballProspectus.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Gianella. Very easy to do. I was sad to see him leave the league that I was in last year. I enjoyed playing against Mike, but good to see him every year like I do when we have our draft. And we're going to get into some of the columns that he wrote recently. It was really interesting. Mike Gianella joins us. Mike, good afternoon. Thank you for taking some time to join me on the show today. How are you? I'm good, and you you are way too kind, Craig, although I, I do miss being in the league with you. That is that is a true statement. That is. Well, listen, I was I was a non-competitive guy, so easy to beat on. That was, that was for sure. Um, okay, so, Mike, you wrote two columns that I wanted to ask you about. Both, I thought, were kind of off the beaten path, which is really what we need more of this time of the year in fantasy. And there, there just kind of seems to be a lot of – you know, people percolating different ideas as to what's happening with fantasy baseball. Where are we headed? Are we headed for uh, more people playing, less people playing? But the first column that you ended up writing was one on basically saying that we shouldn't be calling ourselves fantasy experts or fantasy analysts, more or less, uh, but or even an industry, I think was the word, but instead of calling it a fantasy community. And, you know, I took to that almost immediately and now when I talk about it on the show, I use the word community more because I think you're 100% right. Who is really judging <laughs> this competition between all of us? And I'm wondering why you decided to write that column and kind of where it came from. Well, you know, it's funny that you, you and a lot of people, it wasn't just you, kind of grabbed on that because it was really more of a, a wide-ranging column. It, it wasn't so much – that isn't where I started, but that's where I ended – but it does strike me, like it, it strikes me that we're we're often acting like we're in competition, not just in these leagues, but you know across different platforms. Like I write for Baseball Prospectus, you know, you you work here, you know, Jeff Zimmerman or, or Jeff Erickson works over there. But really, in terms of the ideas and not so much the leagues, we are all in the same place, and, and we're all trying to you know improve our product, make things better for our readers, and you know, I think to the point you just made, Craig grow the game like we we want more people to play like we want to get more and more people involved and a lot of ways that's happened like with you know tgfbi i'm not sure if you're in that league of i leagues. am yeah like, you know, uh-huh. that's, yeah, yeah. And that's ex- that's expanded this year there's over 300 people and that's great but sometimes i i feel you know one of the biggest differences between fantasy football and fantasy baseball fantasy baseball well i'll start fantasy football it feels like that's just like come on in come play it's fun you know just put a team together Fantasy baseball, and I've been guilty of this as much as anyone else, there's sort of a, a snobbery, a like, well, you know, this is really difficult, this is really hard, and we really should try to avoid that. Like, there, there's a lot of gatekeeping, for lack of a better way of putting it. Like I said, I'm, I'm not pointing at others, I'm pointing at myself, and I, I think we should move away from that. Okay, so 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 how would we? And and I'm literally just asking for advice as a host. So how would we do that? Would it be 
by by making the idea of hey look play in a head to head league against your friends it's the same way as you play football you set your lineup at the beginning of the week on a monday at the end of the week you have a record you know five categories you win 7 to 3 this person wins 7 to 3 is it is it telling people to play the roto game which let's be honest mike is more difficult than it is a grind to play the whole season so if you had to kind of take your own advice what would you deliver what I probably would start with is I'd start with saying do what's comfortable for you. I, I, I know what you're saying about Roto, and, and it is a grind. And honestly, you know, I'm, I'm older. I, I started out playing AL, NL only, like deep leagues, where you have to know every single player. Probably the simplest advice I'd give is start out in a shallower league. Like, like regardless of whether it's Roto or head-to-head, start out playing in a, in a 10 or 12-team league. Like, don't, don't get too bogged down in, in who the players are. Um, play with weekly moves as opposed to daily moves. One one thing about daily moves that can be discouraging is if you're you're like me and you have a job and you have kids and you don't have time to like you know sit there every day and look at lineups. It, it can really throw you off. Like that's the thing about football. Football for the most part it's it's a weekly game. Yeah, there's a Thursday game and there's a Monday game, but it, it's really just the effort that kind of takes place in one shot as opposed to you know across the board. So. Yeah, that, th- those would be my biggest piece of advice. Not so much format, but rather like how we, you know, how we play the game and looking at deep leagues aren't necessarily the best. Mike Gianella is with us from Baseball Perspective, and you know, from from my perspective, Mike, the way that I see it, at least as you mentioned, from the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and that's a really good point, and also from the NFBC and numbers that you know Tom Kessenick and Greg Ambrosius gave me. When this sort of stuff was percolating that maybe fantasy baseball is dying or needs to change, they provided numbers that showed that more people are playing in leagues this year than ever before. So is it a fallacy? Is it true? Like, do you, do you, Could you kind of gauge that from people who click you and subscribe to you that less are doing it every year? Because I feel that regardless as to how many overall people are playing, there's always a core audience for this game. Yeah, I, I think what's happening, and, and you know, I, I believe you're referencing uh, Ray Flowers' column. You know, and I, I like Ray, you know, from, from SiriusXM and, and elsewhere. You know, he's a good guy. You know, he's, he's great in the industry. But his column was kind of talking about fantasy baseball's dying. What, what I think is happening, and I just alluded to this in the last answer, it's changing. Like, fewer people are playing in these deep leagues. More people want to play for fun. You know, DFS, is, if you include that as, as part of the pie, I mean, goodness you know dfs has really picked up and i have to say you know as someone who started out as a seasonal player you know i i play in the tout wars weekly dfs and you know i'm not just saying this because it just happened i I won last night or i won the week that's fun like it's fun to just pick a bunch of players you know watch your lineup and kind of forget about it so the game is growing i i think it's just changing a little bit you know another thing nfbc did which was a great idea was a the second chance league you know the idea that you had you draft on memorial day you get another shot. Uh, you know, Ron Chandler had tried this, and I think he was a little bit ahead of his time. He tried those monthly leagues where you, you compete for a month and then you, you have another draft in another month. That's, that's a big part of it, where the game is growing. The, the six-month, you know, build a team, play a whole season, that's, people are moving away from that a little bit. They're moving away from the old Roto style. Although I will say, you know, as I, as I say that, baseball perspective, one of our biggest contingents of fans is Dynasty. And, you know, Dynasty is anything but a short commitment, as you know. That's, that's right. pretty much like a, a 
10, 15 year commitment to your team, at least. Yeah, and, and, and look, I you know, obviously I worked for Sirius XM for ten years, Mike, and, and I can tell you that uh, in two thousand and eighteen, the last year that I was there, I mean I did a two hour fantasy baseball show every single day and was told by my superiors that my show was the most listened to show on the Sirius XM app from January all the way through uh, July. So, I mean, that told me that there was still an appetite for this, and so that's why I'm pounding the drum on continuing it and talking baseball during the baseball season, which is, I guess, a story for another day. So, moving on to your column, your second column, which is even more of an interesting column, is the idea of having to play for money to raise stakes to get people to play more in fantasy. Now, here's where you and I may disagree with a little bit, Mike, because I do feel like money does force you to be more motivated to play harder, to play uh, and to be more into it. I have a home league where the fees are in the hundreds, and the way that I kind of keep it creative in this NL-only league, Mike, is I have a first-place winner, a second-place winner, a third-place winner, a fourth-place winner to try and engage the crowd throughout the year. But let's kind of dive into that column that you wrote and, and talk about why you did that one. Well, to, to, I, I do actually agree with you. I've, I've been in a few money leagues that are similar. The one I'm in now that's been around forever is an AL only. It's, you know, top four places get money. I, I, it probably isn't quite as high stakes as yours, but, you know, the winner gets like, you know, $1,000, like somewhere in that range. So, you know, it's not nothing, and, and people do play for that money. I, what I was re- addressing specifically where money is concerned Money keeps people interested, and it keeps some people interested. Now, there's some people who play for free, and you know they're really passionate about it. What I was addressing specifically, I don't think money necessarily makes you a better player. Mm-hmm. I, like, there's some people who will play for money, and have played for years and years. And I, I brought out the example in my column, and you know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to pick on this guy, but he's been in the league for over 20 years, and he's had one of those like money finishes once. Like, it, the money hasn't really been an incentive for him. What I find the money does do for some people, though, we've had people play for four or five years. They haven't won. They haven't even finished in one of those money slots. And they've kind of left because our league was competitive enough where they're like, well, this isn't for me. I'd rather go play in a free Yahoo league or or somewhere like that, which which is fine. I mean, you know, the money leagues aren't for everybody. So I do agree with your point. What I think I was pushing back against, I was pushing back against the idea, maybe this was your second question, that expert leagues aren't necessarily worse just because they're not money leagues. Yeah, and, and, and I understand that. I've played in these leagues as well, but I've noticed through the years, Mike, is that people do, even in the experts' leagues, tend to fall off, and that definitely reduces the amount of competitiveness in the leagues. If you're not setting a lineup and if you're not making moves, you could end up changing the outcome in a 12- or 15-team league, and that's the last thing that you want to have done is is kind of, you know, poking the bear and saying, hey, you may want to put your, you know, team active, and then collusion comes up and all that. It doesn't take away from the leagues, but I just hate that, Mike. I guess that's the point. I hate when just people quit. I do agree with you, and, and I feel like tout, tout Wars, you know, it has some mechanisms with the fab penalty uh, and the reserve draft picks the next year. Uh, but I do agree with you. I, I do feel like it's it's less of a problem than it used to be. It used to be you'd watch these leagues and half the league would quit. Now I feel like it's just a couple people. Some of the problem is what you alluded to before. Uh, it's just kind of the idea of uh, – you have to excuse me. I, I'm actually outside of this helicopter. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we got about 30 seconds left anyway, Mike, so uh, go ahead. you okay, can go ahead well, and finish it. You know, it, so it's just that, it's just that whole idea where – 
there's a few people who kind of veer off in the coverage of football, and I feel like they're the ones who drop off. But there a lot of people in Tout Wars just because you know, it cycles in, it cycles out. You've got people from Baseball HQ and other baseball-oriented sites like Baseball Perspective. Right. It's still competitive. Yep. Hey, Mike, thanks as always for being on. Thanks for all the support always that you give as well. Appreciate it, okay? Yeah, I'm going to have to have you on our podcast at some point. We'll do it. Thanks, Mike, for coming on. We'll be back with more after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you. We've just been cruising along here on this show today. A lot of fun with Mike Gianella. Some really interesting topics for sure. We also had Gray Albright on the show. Tomorrow on the program, we are... We are pretty much uh, stacked, I think. 
at this point. Always on a uh, on a Thursday, we like to have a little fun. Brad Ziegler is going to be here. He's going to do the first hour of the show or close to it, something like that. He'll do his three up, three down with me. And then hour number two, we'll have Orioles general manager Mike Elias. So those of you who are fantasy baseball players with owners of anyone on Baltimore or reality fans of the Baltimore Orioles, we'll have him on. Always a fun conversation. And I'll have my recap from tonight's game, Marlins and Cardinals. Normally I get to these games, by the way, so just so you know, to get as much kind of information and get to talk reality, fantasy as much as I can. I get to these games usually about 4, uh, 3.30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock today. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go so early, you know. I'm going to take a little bit of a, uh, of a time out before I get there. I've just had, th- like, I've had things going on every single night this week, which is rare for me. Monday night, baseball game. Tuesday night, poker game. Wednesday night, baseball game. Thursday night, got a friend family commitment. Friday night, baseball game. Sunday, Father's Day. I'm almost looking forward to next week, to having a slower week. By the way, I'll have, for those of you who are subscribers, not just to this, if you're a subscriber to my show here at Fantasy Sports Today, thank you very much. Another thing that you could do, especially if you're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, however you get your podcasts, is I have a second uh, podcast in a second to this, which is called Swings and Mishes, and it covers the Miami Marlins. And I can't really let the cat out of the bag for tomorrow. But I would advise you to download Swings and Mishes as well, and you can hear me tomorrow. It'll be a lot of fun. Good conversation. I'm going to have a pretty big guest tomorrow, and we're launching a new website. A lot of fun stuff happening tomorrow as far as uh, Marlins coverage is concerned. But we keep it to fantasy baseball here on this show. And then coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have full-time fantasy with Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto. So as promised, one of the subjects that I wanted to get to here on the show is when you have a team in baseball that's playing well, it's it's kind of a good idea to wonder if it's time to grab some players that could be on the waiver wire from those teams because if they're playing well, they add some pieces around them, a chance for the postseason. It doesn't always mean that's going to happen in fantasy, and it's not always the best idea. Sometimes the best teams don't make the best fantasy teams. Just take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Some, even the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, Cody Bellinger's great. Max Muncy's hitting. They have Kershaw, certainly. They have Walker Bueller. But in general, especially offensively, with teams that tinker a lot and teams that use platoons, can't always have those guys on your team. Now, the one team that I mentioned earlier that's off to this great start, and I think eventually it will change and they'll go back down to earth, is the Texas Rangers. Now, going into last year, the Rangers basically were looked at as a team that was going to be around 500. They did nothing in the offseason outside of try to sign Tim Lincecum. Lincecum, remember, was going to be their closer. Everything went wrong. They uh, ended up winning, I think, 70 games, whatever it was, and then they made a lot of changes. And when you look at what they did and you look at the players that they added, they're getting maximum value back for a couple of guys that you wouldn't have expected. Now, we spent some time 
about 30 minutes ago talking about Hunter Pence. Obviously, that's one of the main reasons why the team has gotten off to a good offensive start, but there are a couple of other players, too, that I want to mention. First of all, Elvis Andrews, while he's not, I don't think, ever going to be a home run hitter, and he has had a couple of seasons where he's looked like it, Andrews has put together another good season for them, and he's healthy. 302 batting average, 341 on base percentage, and six home runs, 34 runs driven in, 13 steals. This is the kind of category that you would put in is not quite elite, but for somebody at his position, if you're going to you know hit 12 home runs, steal 25 bases, that's something that you want from shortstop. So he's done a really good job. The big surprise for Texas, and he's he's coming back down to earth a little bit, and he has these numbers that are unsustainable, but when the Rangers basically decided enough of Ian Kinsler last year, um, Danny Santana has been playing second base and playing all, you know, basically all over the field because Rugnet Odor, although he did steal home, has is having a disastrous season. Danny Santana somehow has a 338 on base percentage, Seven steals, four home runs, 17 runs driven in. Now, keep in mind, he's got probably the highest K rate of anybody in baseball, 45 strikeouts and 147 at-bats. But you know, a nice fill-in type player that's done a really good job for them. The other player who I've spent time on, and I've kind of owned him throughout the years and always thought that he'd be better than he ended up uh, being in terms of his career, Shinsu Chu, whose K rate is also off the charts, but has a 37% on base, 11 home runs, 28 runs driven in, 288 batting average. So Chu has been healthy, and he's bounced back and has pretty good numbers across the board. Joey Gallo, no big surprise. Maybe his batting average is a surprise. His OBP, 42%. Gallo playing center field, 17 home runs, 41 runs driven in. Logan Forsyth has played well for them. Three home runs, 26 runs driven in, 37% on base. So across the board, you'd go into the year and you'd say, who are the stars of the Rangers? You probably would say Rugnet Odor, Nomar Mazzara, Delino DeShield. You could see him having a good year. Ronald Guzman, who's been a friend to me in my shows for many years. Like Those were the players at the beginning of the year that you thought would put up the best numbers, and it's been pretty much the opposite. A lot of guys that they've signed, they've made really good signings and good acquisitions that have come through for them. Sustainable, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that Texas expected this. But between Hunter Pence, Danny Santana, and Logan Forsythe, offensively, they got more than anybody possibly could have expected, and now you just have to wonder if they can keep it up over the, the rest of the season. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera, somebody else they have, he got off to a really hot start, and he's cooled off since. I believe he hit a home run either last night or the night before, but 10 home runs, 40 runs driven in. Everybody's getting on base for the Texas Rangers. That's been their new thing, a lot of walking and just kind of moving guys around. Now, from the pitching perspective, this is where things get a little bit dicey because they've had to use so many different pitchers this season and you really don't know how it's going to work out. But uh, Mike Miner's been their best starter. His ERA, 2.5, 93Ks in 89 innings. If the Rangers are going to score runs, then Miner is going to be the beneficiary for a lot of this stuff. Uh, we also know that one of the surprises for them from a pitching perspective has been uh, Sampson. 
He's th- uh, five and three with a three point seven two earned run average, fifty three strikeouts in sixty seven innings. So clearly not going to be a high strikeout guy. But Lance Lynn has has bounced back from his disastrous year last year. He's striking out a batter per inning, eighty five Ks and in eighty innings, and he's got seven wins because they've gotten a ton of run support. So the scary part for Texas is they really don't have any threes, fours, and fives in the rotation. More or less, it's Minor and Lynn, and that's it. But I think going into the year, the way that they viewed this was Drew Smiley will be maybe our best starter. We have Shelby Miller, and then we'll kind of you know mix in the pieces after that. It's been the opposite. Shelby Miller's ERA is 10. Edinson Volquez threw two games, and he's done. Drew Smiley's ERA, we just talked about him. His ERA is 9. He's done. And now they're going to have to make the call at some point. Are they buyers or sellers in Major League Baseball? And I don't know the answer to that. We're going to have to really keep an eye on what Texas does. Because as it stands right now, if you look at the American League West, there's just no chance of them catching uh, Houston. We know that. But they are well within position, at least you would consider, of even you know qualifying and, and getting into the wild card. Right now in the American League, the two wild cards are uh, the Yankees and Rays, but Texas is right there. Texas is only five games out. Cleveland's two, Boston's three, Oakland's three. Could come down to like the last week of the season. And who would have thought with a plus 37 run differential and the best home record in baseball that here we would be on June 12th talking about in fantasy, you can stack some Rangers because they're going to have a good year. Never would have thought that going into the season. It's been a, uh, a pretty significant surprise. In terms of uh, Corey Seager, let's be honest, there aren't going to be a lot of players that you're going to go out on the waiver wire and grab this week that are going to be able to help you replace the kind of value that he would give had he been playing the whole year. Uh, Best shortstop fantasy-wise in baseball, there are a number of them. Tim Anderson's been great. Polanco on Minnesota certainly has been great. Of course, Lindor is there. Elvis Andrews, Baez, we talked about him. Uh, Bogarts. uh, There just aren't going to be a ton of options, but let me give you a few guys who are playing well, and then you can determine if this is someone that you could plug in for Seager, let's say, in a 12-team league. Jose Iglesias seems to be playing a little bit more on Cincinnati because of the season that Peraza's had. Iglesias batting 293 with four home runs, 22 runs driven in. Normally he steals some bases. He hasn't really done that yet, but as the season goes on, you never know. If they trade Peraza, maybe Iglesias is one of those guys that you can pick up. He could play a few days a week. Uh, Nick Ahmed, who's usually available in most 12-team leagues every year, same story this year, 32% on base. Ahmed has four steals. He has four home runs. He's a weekly plug-and-play type guy, not the best uh, fantasy output, but certainly he could be available in some leagues and fill in. Uh, Orlando Arcia, 32% on base, probably available in half leagues that are out there on Milwaukee. He's got eight home runs, 28 runs driven in, three stolen bases. Again, maybe a a 12-team opportunity there. Willie Adamas on Tampa hasn't had the year that many people thought. He's been hurt, whatever. He's had issues. Six home runs, 19 runs driven in. You know he's not going to play every day. If you're in a daily league, you sh- you could pick him up and play him in and out. But a weekly league, not so much. Freddie Galvis on Toronto got off to a great start. Nine home runs, 
And the strikeouts are piling up. His OBP is 276. Could be a Seager replacement for you potentially. And then beyond that, it's just kind of diving into the minors really and taking a shot. You know, maybe Brandon Crawford, who's had this horrible year, maybe somebody cut him in a 12-team league. If Crawford's numbers normalize over the rest of the year, uh, Crawford's normally a 15-home run guy. He's only got five. Normally, he's a 260 batting average guy. He's hitting 210. Normally, he's a 32% on base. He's a 280. I would expect his numbers to be better over the course of the rest of the season, but it is slim pickings. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it isn't. Maybe better to grab somebody in the minors who could potentially come up. Okay, we'll take a short time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back next, a preview of tomorrow's show, some exit velocity, and then we're going to send it over to full-time fantasy. They've got you from 2 to 4 Eastern before game-time decisions. Again, the phone number to call is 844-843-6879 here on Fantasy Sports Today, where you can listen on demand 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, fantasysportsnetwork.com just click on my page i've got a page there where you can see all of my shows hear all the content that i bring here onto fntsy we'll be right back after the break with some exit velocity here on this wednesday afternoon don't go away Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O Rewards points during O Rewards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. 
I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you. As we get ready to send it over to Full Time Fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. I'll be back here tomorrow at two or excuse me, twelve Eastern. Let me give you a quick update here on the two baseball games going on right now before we go. Reds lead the Indians two to one. Home runs from Vado, his sixth, Senzel, his fifth. Indians have one run. It was a sacrifice from uh, their second baseman, Mike Freeman. Please act a starter for Cleveland. Disclafani, the starter for Cincinnati. A's lead Tampa Bay 2-0. Good start so far for Brett Anderson. Go figure that one. Five innings pitch, six hits. Nothing across the board except for four strikeouts. He's done a good job for them. Matt Olson may be starting to pick it up a little bit offensively. He's hit his 11th home run. Ramon Laureano has stolen two bases for Tampa. Yanni Torino, six innings pitch, seven hits, two earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Tommy Pham's three for three today. And Yandy Diaz is two for three. Those are the only two games that are going on right now. Before we go, let's do a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Velocity. Has anybody going to any baseball games this year? Seriously, what is the issue? Why are you guys bitching so much about attendance in baseball? It is June. Your kids are out of school. What better things do you have to do? I mean, Chris Pavone, at least he has an excuse. He's got jury duty. He's got to walk his dogs, I think. I think he said something. I think he said something about dogs. I don't know. He's got to walk his cats outside if the weather is good go enjoy yourself go have a good time do not look back after the summer when you get to the fall and football starts and you say oh i wish i would have went to some games i wish i would have had some fun this summer enjoy yourself look at the look at the glass being half full as opposed to half empty enjoy your days stop bitching stop complaining so tired of hearing about all this stuff anyway i've had fun today on the show i don't know about you Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks again to Mike Gianella and Gray Albright for coming on my program today. Tomorrow, Brad Ziegler will be in the house. We'll talk to the general manager of the Baltimore Orioles, Mike Elias. And, of course, we'll break down what is going on in the world of baseball or fantasy baseball. Thanks again to my producer, Chris Bona. My name is Craig Mish. Full-Time Fantasy is up next, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. See ya.